everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Gin and Beer It. I am your host, Meg, and this week I am joined by Katie, who happens to be my sister. Hello, Katie. Welcome to Gin and Beer It. Thank you. <laughs> Would you like to tell the listeners anything about yourself as an introduction? Uh, I didn't choose to be Megan's sister. This life was forced upon me. Uh, 21 years old. 21 years young. <laughs> We're also joined by my dog, who's uh, who's here in my lap. Who I call uh, she, Rooster. She's, she has a lot to say. Um, yeah, I'm a teacher, senior in college. I'm going to be very interested. I'm going to be very interested to see the feedback on this episode because we it has been pointed out to us multiple times that we sound very similar. So I'm curious if it's just going to sound like I'm talking to myself. I think the feedback is going to be, Megan, who is that smooth sounding speaker that sounded like <laughs> you, but just better. so much better? Wow. That's great. So, yes, you mentioned that you are 21 years old which happens to be the subject of this episode, we've decided to discuss your experiences. You basically turned 21 smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, um, the ongoing pandemic, as it were. So we are going to be talking about what that was like. So first and foremost, what was it like actually... Uh, what was it like actually turning 21 I mean obviously I mean for anyone who's British listening to this I mean I'm sure you've seen in enough American pop culture that we are allowed to legally drink in bars and such at the age of 21 which is why 21 is such a big deal it's actually a big deal birthday in the UK as well and I've never understood like everyone's always always like oh it's my 21st birthday and it's like why do you care you've been able to drink for three years um but anyway it's a huge deal in America because it is the age at which you're allowed to drink and gamble um and obviously it comes with a lot of just expectations pretty much all of which had to be completely thrown out the window for people like yourselves who turned 21 during the pandemic so what was that like well, so my birthday is like for my school year is relatively like for my class is relatively late. Like not, su- I mean, like my birthday's in June. So like all my friends are born within between like September of the year before me to like August. That's how years work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like towards the end of all my friends turning 21. Um, so like my entire junior year, like, I went to a lot of, like, I shouldn't say I went to a lot of parties. That's a lie. I, like, had a lot of my friends that turned 21 and, like, celebrated with them. Um, and then once March hit, like, I had a couple friends who had birthdays in, like, March and April. And I was like, oh, that must be awful. Like, that sucks for them. Like, we did, like, Zoom celebrations or whatever. Um, and I was like, that's so nice that, like, it's happening now because, like, by June, I'll be in the clear on that one. Um and then we were not. So I so that bit was, you right in the ass. Yeah. So like in Illinois, like we we were on like almost complete lockdown. I mean, like no really stores were open except for like essential stores. Restaurants weren't open at all except for takeout. Um, no bars were open, not even in an outside or inside. Um, and then 
it wasn't until like it was like a week before my birthday that they finally announced in Illinois they're gonna open places outside so you can like sit outside um and get a drink and so because my my whole plan outside of COVID would be like you know go to dinner order a drink and then like go out um but at that time then they finally said that places with food would be open so then like I was able to go and my big like 21st birthday of like going out to dinner and then going out to a bunch of bars after ended up being going to dinner ordering like a drink where they barely they almost didn't even serve me because my ID was vertical which in America or at least in Illinois you get a horizontal one when you turn 21 and so they were like this is a vertical ID and I said well today is the day of my birth haven't had time to go to the DMV in the last six hours Um, and they're real dicks about it but um yeah I mean obviously it was a letdown but then now it's been almost a year so all almost all my friends have gone through the same thing I was lucky enough where it was warm enough where we could actually go sit outside. Now people turning 21 right now in Chicago, it's like, it's freezing. Just, just literally this morning they opened indoor restaurants, but still not bars unless they serve meals. So um, pretty much everyone's in the same boat, which was nice. Cause it wasn't just like, Oh, poor me. Um, then obviously there's more to being 21 than just like going out on your birthday. Like I would have liked to go travel and do things that you can do when you're 21. Right. So, I mean, one thing that's worth noting is you go to uni in the city of Chicago, very near to where I did. And I think culturally that makes turning 21, it makes it even, well, from my experience, it made it an even bigger deal. Because, for example, if you go to a huge Big Ten state school like University of Illinois, University of Michigan, Purdue, schools like that, you know, for people who didn't grow up in America watching movies and TV shows where you see these huge frat parties and stuff, those are the sort of schools that that, that actually is sort of reality. And at those schools, because of the prevalence of frat parties and also some of them, for example, University of Illinois, you're able to go to bars at the age of 19. You're just technically not able to buy booze in them, although I'm pretty sure everyone manages to buy booze. Um It just makes it so that for people going to school in those sorts of universities, it's turning 21 is still a big deal, but it's not to the extent where if you go in the school to school in the city, there's not these huge frat houses where these, but like there are parties and stuff like that, but the nightlife and the scene is a lot more in bars. And so it's much more of a, a big deal to turn 21. So when your friends were turning 21 before the pandemic hit, so basically any of your friends that turned 21 before March of 2020, were they having house parties and stuff to celebrate or were people going out? No, we always go out. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I'm trying. I think the last like person's birthday we really celebrated before the pandemic came up in my like Snapchat memories a couple days ago. That was like, I mean, we went out. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, like, that was what was super difficult. I mean, my birthday was in August, so I didn't even have the benefit of like the whole summer like you would in June. And also my best friend's birthday was in January. Um, a lot of friends, like a lot, most of my college friends' birthdays were either the fall previously or like the very start of the year. And that was what I struggled with. Like I've, that was something that I struggled with was because like I've, 
not hid the fact on the show that I on this show that I had a fake ID in college. What? I feel like I know the the statute of limitations I'm hoping has has lifted on that. I did have a fake ID. You couldn't really get away in my day. Um, with going to school in the city and not having one unless you just didn't like um, unless going out and drinking just wasn't your thing um so for me what was challenging was that when all of my friends turned 21 obviously there was a very small subset of bars in chicago that you could actually go to with a fake id mostly being very close to my college campus and when my friends turned 21 those were the that was the last place that they wanted to go because we've been going to them since we were freshmen and they wanted to go somewhere cool that was actually now legal. And those places I couldn't get into with my fake ID because I was still under 21. And so I spent several of my friends' birthdays just not really being able to go out with them, which definitely sucked. But of course, for you, basically no one could go out. Um, So Yeah, I think like... The one, I mean, all my friends and I have keep saying, and we've been saying this now for almost a year, like, whenever this is all over, like whenever COVID's done, whatever, um, like everyone from my class is going to have like a massive joint, like birthday. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be months of like all the people who turned 21 that stayed home because now I should also say like for a while, like the indoor and outdoor restaurants and bars were open for a while. Like there were still people going out. Like right now there's still, I was in, I was walking through Wrigley last night and there was a ton of people out and like some of the bars get away with it by like cracking a window um, yeah and like no one really calls them on it so like there's still people going out personally uh, that's you know a personal choice I I'm not really cool with indoor bars so I haven't really done that um except for places that are actually outside um but yeah it's interesting I think I think it's going to be really nice once this is all over um at some point in the future that um I mean, like I've had a couple trips. I had a couple trips booked, not booked, very much planned um, for turning 21 that now are going to be probably more of like a 23, 24 trip. Um, We'll see. I mean, yeah, I think it's also it's hard because I I mean, my class, I mean, class of 20, not to get into the whole like graduations canceled thing, but like class of 2020 had their graduation canceled and missed out on three months of school we've missed out on a whole year and they've already said our graduation is online so like like graduation parties are not going to be a thing like at Loyola the big thing is you go that's my university you go and they have a big champagne toast so you pick like your favorite professor like right before the ceremony you get to go meet with them and like share champagne with them Mm -hmm. um and it's like this really cool tradition and that's not obviously not happening because our graduation is online. And then usually Loyola people would go to the ceremony and then go out that night in the city. Um, that's just not going to be a thing. So that's a bummer too. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, my graduation was at the Allstate arena. So you're already kind of out in the suburbs and then not unless you were like going back to your apartment, you didn't really go back to the city. So I feel like my like, I mean, it was still nice, of course, having one, like, better than not having one. But college graduations, especially when you go to a big school, just have a tendency to be kind of lame. Um, no, I mean, I will say that mine is just the school of education. Like, that's that's the, the college I'm in. So it's a little bit different, I think, since ours is on campus and, like, our arena. It's much more of, like, a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, people will find things to do. 
I mean, people still throw parties. Um, not you're necessarily supposed to in the city right now, but um, people still do that. So people will find ways around it. Um, I'm sure there'll be big graduation parties somewhere, but it's not going to be the same. So, I mean, because I'm trying to think back, unfortunately, it's it's getting further and further from when I turned 21. But when, like, I, I wouldn't really say because of the financial situation that the average 21-year-old is in, which is, I think the clinical term is broke as fuck, um, I think most people turn 21 and it's not like all of a sudden just because you can go out to bars, you start like you start discovering all of these really exotic drinks because the reality is that just because you are, you legally can buy them doesn't mean that you can afford them. So I don't really remember, like I remember being able to start going to some cool places in the city, but I don't remember as soon as I turned 21, suddenly there being like, Oh, there's this drink that like I didn't even know existed because I wasn't able to go out and now I'm into it. But like, have you found that at all? Or do you feel like when you do drink, you're drinking the same stuff that you did before you turned 21? I think it's definitely changed. I mean, I've always had the same general taste in drinks. Like, I discover new, like, cocktails, I guess. Like, I'm not a beer person. Um, so I, yeah. I think I'm not necessarily going out. Like, there's there's some really cool places, I should say, in the city that have, like, made, like, these, like, bubbles. So you reserve a bubble. Um, mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, built up, like, this heated kind of tent thing um and those have like I've gone to a couple of those and it's just you and your party inside the tent you reserve it ahead of time um and that's how some of these bars and restaurants are kind of getting around like the Chicago winter because technically right now or before today you could eat and drink outside but like for example um for those of you who don't live in Chicago today it's like 12 degrees Fahrenheit so um not exactly great outdoor dining weather El fresco um, weather yeah no um so those bubbles have been really nice um I'm trying to think like I don't necessarily think my taste has changed like I've always been like I think how do I put this without if I were hypothetically to have gone to a bar before I was 21 and I was mm-hmm. ordering a drink my whole thing was I would always order something that someone under 21 usually wouldn't order yeah um, and so that's why, like, I drank gin and tonics all through college solely because I was like, no young person younger than 21 is going to order a gin and tonic in America. Um, and then, like, it was those in Moscow mules were, like, the ones I would yeah. consistently order. And now I think I'm just more, now that I'm going to nicer places, I'm just, like, trying new things. Whatever I had the other night, I sent you a picture of. That was really good. It was good. an aviation. Yeah. I've still yeah. never actually. I really want to make one of those. I just don't have the creme de violet and the other stuff that you need for it. But that that is a good looking drink. Um, yeah. So would you say that that's still, would you say like Moscow Mules and gin and tonics are still your favorite drink? Yeah. Well, gin and tonic, not so much anymore. Just because like I just drank enough of them. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm not, like, if I don't really know a place or they don't really have any, like, fancy, like, oh, I want to try that. Like, that's probably yeah. what I'd order. Um, I go through phases, though. Like, obviously, with, with COVID, like, I never made drinks at home. Like, at home, I'd just be like, oh, I'll have, like, a white claw or whatever because I don't really drink beer um, or I'll have wine. But um, I've tried to make different cocktails 
depends on what mood I'm in. Like every time I go through a heartbreak, I'll rewatch Sex in the City and then I'll drink Cosmos for like six months. Um, <laughs> so that's 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 that part of my life. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing you like, sobbing into uh, Cosmo made with like shitty ocean spray listening to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that that's definitely something that's happened. Yeah, no, I know. Um, no, there's, yeah, I think, no, I definitely try to make new things. I think if I'm at home, like if I'm going on like a, a Benny's run, for those of you who don't know, Benny's is a, liquor store chain in the United States. Um, it's an amazing institution and I can't believe there's nothing like it that exists in the UK. It really is. Like now that I'm, <laughs> here's another thing. Now that I'm 21, I used to always like end up having to go with my dad when they made Benny's runs. And I was like, Oh, this is terrible. And then recently I went in there with like, I had just gotten paid and I was like, wow, like any kind of alcohol you could possibly want. They it's not just the alcohol thing. as well. It's like, it's the bitters, it's the random, you know, like it's the random side ingredients that are really yeah. difficult to find anywhere else. Yeah. Um, no. So I, I've, I'll go to, I'll go to Benny's and my usual, I'd, I'd get like stuff to make good Moscow mules. I feel like also since turning 21, I've like committed to just not drinking college liquor anymore. What would That's you? My big. What would you class as college liquor? Like, I will never in my life again have a flavored vodka. Um, yeah. Or I think <clears throat> vodka in general, I, I now have developed a taste. And so, like, I, I buy Tito's because I'm bougie, but. I just hate vodka in general. But, yeah, if, like, if I'm drinking a Moscow Mule or something, I'll, I I do like it with Tito's. Um I, yeah. I used to not taste the difference. I used to not be able to taste the difference, and now I can. Um, and so then, when you when you go to parties, and I'm I'm asking that this is becoming like I'm putting in. You're the younger generation. I'm putting you under the microscope. But when you go to parties in college, what sort of stuff are people drinking? Um, I, I honestly, Loyola didn't have that many. I mean, the very few parties I went to were like post white claw revolution mm-hmm. um so i would say also i should say loyola university is 70 percent women so like it's a lot of like not a lot of beer well i shouldn't say that there's some beer but like a lot of white claws a lot of, truly, a lot of barefoot wine yeah barefoot a, lot Moscato. Of box, a lot of box wine box um, wine is great to be fair um and then for liquor i would say that's, I mean, I would just never drink liquor at parties because it was always like Smirnoff, whatever flavor was that season. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Do they, do they still do jungle juice? I'm sure they do. Yeah. I have never, I, I choose not to partake in it um, just out of safety. But um, jungle juice is definitely still a thing. Um no, yeah, I think I think that's the biggest change since turning 21, even though I'm stuck at home, I can't really go out, is that I have developed a taste for not cheap alcohol. Yeah. Like, I, I live right next to this really cool wine store, um, and when we moved in, my roommate and I moved into this apartment, um, we were like, okay, our, like, new lease re- resolution is to develop a taste in wine, so I'm not drinking the $5 Target wines anymore, Um and I will say now I can taste the difference between like 
$10 bottles of wine and like $20 bottles of wine. Um, it tastes better when it's, you pay more money, I've learned. Um, uh, not out. always, but yes. Uh, I mean, well, to an extent, like I don't spend like, I've never There's a much bigger than... difference between a $10 bottle of wine and a $4 bottle of wine than a $20 bottle of wine and a $10 bottle of wine, like typically. Yeah. No, I just, I don't, I don't think I've, I've now tried a lot. They do these like take home wine tastings every week that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've now tried enough where I'm like, okay, like I like wine that doesn't hurt me. <laughs> so yeah, the, the $5 Target brand served me well, um, but I can't have it anymore. The the whole white claw thing is also something I find interesting because there's two – well, there's really three reasons why that was just completely out of my time. One being that, like, they they didn't exist when I was in college in Chicago. So, yeah, when we went to parties and stuff, it was Natty Light, um, Keystone Light, Jungle juice, wine, like boxed wine for sure. Franzia, everyone drank Franzia. Um, Paps Blue Ribbon when we were feeling bougie. Um, that was basically what we drank in college. And then, like in in the UK, I think you can now like, and there there are kind of versions of like the UK's answer to White Claws here, but they're not something that you see in like every grocery store. And I think the reason for that is because low calorie booze, there's just not the market for low calorie booze in the UK that there is in America. There like, there certainly is a market for it. You know, like Heyman's gin has a, a lower, but the thing about, I think the reason why lower calorie booze is not, as popular in the UK is because lower calorie inherently means lower proof. Like it just means less alcohol. Um, and like, um, you know, unless you're, yeah, no, I mean it, it, it does just mean less alcohol because you know, like alcohol is always going to have calories in it. So if you want to take the calories way down at some point, you're going to have to reduce the alcohol. And that's just not something that the average person in Britain is as fussed with. I'm not saying like there, there's certainly people who, you know, you can, you can get like, there's a whole company here that sells skinny wines. Like I've tried some, they're actually pretty good. Um, but you know, in America, that's a, that's a huge thing. Like, you know, Bud Light is probably the most popular beer in America. And that, that was, you know, founded on the idea that it's just a lighter beer and everyone here thinks Bud Light tastes like water. And it kind of does after you don't drink it for a while. Um, so yeah. And also the third reason why I, the white claw stuff was after my time is because I've, I've tried it and I absolutely cannot stand it. It's like everything I dislike about. Well, yeah, I think, I don't know for people, for young people, it's not like, it's not the calorie thing. I, I that's not why I drink them. I think for me, I, I don't hate beer. Like I can drink beer if I have to, but like I, if I have one, I fall asleep. I don't know what it is about like the gluten or. No, oh, they're, yeah, they're heavy. They're definitely yeah. heavy. Like I, I, I could like, if I like have a beer, like at a party, I'd, I'd be fine, but I can't have really more than one or otherwise I'll just go to bed. Um, and so for a lot of people, men and women, like the white claws, just a really like at a party, 
it's like just so casual to have a beer. And if you're not a beer drinker, it kind of sucks. Cause it's like, okay, now you gotta like bring your own wine or be the only one drinking hard alcohol. Um, oh yeah. No, I can, I can totally see the use case for it in that sense. I think a problem is as well, like that I've, that I think is another reason why it's not really taken off in the UK is that it's insanely expensive. Like White Claws mm-hmm. and Trulies are, they're like, especially when you compare them to beer, really expensive. Um, yeah, like I, de- like I definitely get the appeal. I certainly understand why they were super popular in the summer because like you say, like I, like I actually love beer, but if you're on a boat or you're out on the beach or something, like the last thing you want is a beer belly when you're like standing around in a bathing suit all day. I can see how White Claw is a nice answer to that. Um, yeah. But it's just well, been... I- no, I, I just, I mean, I love, I drink like four LaCroix a day. I'm like a LaCroix addict. And so White Claw just, I just, it, it's, if you don't like carbonated water, you're like, or flavored carbonated water, you're not going to like them. I do. I, I love LaCroix. I think for me, it's the, it's the malt liquor that's using it. If it was like, like, honestly, even if, like if Tito's made, like if Tito's and LaCroix teamed up and made vodka like tito's vodka with flavored water i think i would be able to i don't think it would suddenly become my you know staple drink but i would definitely be able to drink that i think it's just the fact that like the malt liquor that's in white claws is like bottom of the barrel because they you know it can be it doesn't have to be anything bougie Um, no i think well yeah i think it's also just the drink of lightweights because it's what like four and a half percent or like yeah it's, I, I think it's less than 5%. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I don't need a lot of alcohol to be drunk. And so White Claw is nice because I can very casually drink like three or four of them. And I'm not like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I like them. Although I, a, a while ago, my friends and I were playing a drinking game and we're playing true American from new girl. If anyone's familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had over the course of the night, a lot of white claws. Um, and I didn't really realize it until I woke up the next morning and that was maybe the worst hangover of my life. (laughs) There's been a couple of, you, you, you've seen like two out of like my top 10 worst hangovers. Um, that was in the top 10. Well, that's a good, okay. That's a good subject then. So give me, Give me your top five worst hangovers of all time. Oh, God. Well, there was the time. No, I'll build to that one. That's my worst <laughs> one. Um, do you want to delve into, into Greece? Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. Okay. Well, there's going to be some gaps in this story. Um, so we were in we're on Santorini with our family. My parents and younger sister went back. The, oh, so you're you're talking about the Santorini and not the Athens night? Was it not Santorini? No, it was. Are you talking about like with the cell phone and everything? Yes, that was Athens. That was our okay. first night. Never mind. Okay, so we're in <laughs> Athens. Um, so we're in Athens. Uh, parents and younger sister went back to the Airbnb or hotel or wherever we were staying, um, and we went out. Went to a couple places, got pretty fuzzy. Um, don't remember a whole lot. We made it back. Yes, we did. 
we did make it back and I woke up and I felt disgusting. I will say, I don't actually think I was that hungover, but I, I didn't feel good. Um, like I didn't, I, in general, I just usually don't throw up. So like, I didn't like get sick or anything. Um, and then I couldn't find my phone and I was like, Oh God, like this is <laughs> like, I'm in another country. Like all my, like, I was like freaking out. Cause I like have photos saved on there and it's just like my phone freaking out. Couldn't find it. I was panicking and it opened the Airbnb door out to the hallway of this like apartment building. Um, and there was my phone face up, like screen up on the ground yeah. Yeah. with one clean Adidas print on the screen of the phone. And I had been wearing Adidas the night prior. So one can conclude that while coming into the apartment, dropped my phone, proceeded to step on it, went to bed. Not br- but not with enough pressure to do anything nope. besides little, just put a footprint little, on it. Yeah, step on it. Um, that was like a funny hangover. I don't, I don't think anything. I didn't feel that sick that day. Well, I, I definitely seem to recall because it was Mother's Day the next day, and I seem to recall at brunch like you were complaining that you felt sick, but you were like, "It's not a hangover." I'm like, I don't feel good. I'm, and I was just like, well, I was also jet lagged too. Yeah. But I think there was an element of... I was definitely hungover. Yeah, no, I just... It wasn't as bad as you'd expect for leaving your phone out in the hallway with a shoe print on it. Yeah. Um, other bad ones. Had a couple recently where, like, you just... Recently, I... My friends and I had, like, a party over Zoom. Like, we were just catching up and stuff, and we were all playing, like, drinking games over Zoom. And I drank way more than I had intended. But like, remember the whole night, went to bed fine. And I just drank red wine all night. And then I woke up the next morning and I thought I was dead. I didn't yeah. realize I don't, I don't drink a ton of red wine. And that was the first red, time. Red wine is hangover juice. I'm, I'm, I love red wine, but I'm to the point in my life where I can have like two glasses and anything beyond that I'm asking for a horrible headache the next day like guaranteed no I had more than a bottle it was was a rough one um then I I'm trying to think um there was one in college where my current roommate went to my university her first year and then she transferred and so I was visiting her and she took me that the night on like a like a college experience evening and then I think that I did actually drink jungle juice that night um and we went back to her her dorm and then she was like a Loyola ambassador so she like gave tours of her dorm and she like got a call that like at like 8 a.m she had to give a tour of her dorm (laughs) and so I had to like get dressed I was so hungover I had to just like get out of the building and I'm not a student at that point so like I I can't just go wherever I want like in any of the buildings so I couldn't just go hang out somewhere so I grabbed all my stuff I was so it was so terrible I walked Loyola's on the lakefront in Lake Michigan and so I found this grassy patch in front of the lake and just laid down and just 
let the suffering happen for like a couple hours choices (laughs) just watch the lake crash over the rocks and just think about all my my bad decisions that led me up to that moment (laughs) and then I chose to go there for college so clearly I had a good enough time um yeah then my worst was in London (laughs) I went um so for those for for the, the the Brits listening, I I work at a camp that has Camp America reps um, that work there. So a lot of my friends are from the UK um, that I've met working there the past like four or five years. Um, so my two of my really good friends who live near London, I was visiting Megan and staying in her flat, and then they came out for a night, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna take you out on like a good like proper night out." I was like, "That's great." Uh, sounds so much, so much fun. Um, I was 19. Yeah. Um, no. You were drinking. Yeah. You, yeah. No, I was 19. You were 20. Um, or you, you were turning 20. Like yeah, you were, it was yeah. like, it was like spring break. So it was like March before I turned 20. Um, but you, didn't you, you hit the pink gin hard. That is a. Well, I'll get to that. So <laughs> they like, we went out, we went to one place with you right with that mini golf place yeah four thieves yeah yeah and then we went to another place and got some food and then and more drinks and then we went to this karaoke it was a gay bar and it was karaoke all night two bars yeah yeah yes uh, oh god um it's <laughs> all so coming back to me uh so I, I liked gin and tonics. Um, and so I was drinking those and I had been used to drinking them in America and they're not as strong here. Like they don't put as much gin in a gin and tonic or maybe it was no, just it's that. actually not. Well, it so maybe it was just that, that place. Um, it's well, that, so here's the thing. Um, so a shot in America is, an ounce and a half. Um, in the UK, there's no such thing. It is illegal to free pour. So, and that includes wine. So a, a bartender cannot just pour booze into a glass. They have to measure it out. And when you get a mixed drink, like a gin and tonic, you either get a single, which is normally 25 milliliters, which is about, I think, 0.87 ounces or something like that. So it's significantly less than a shot. Or you get a double, which is about 1.6 ounces. Um, So if you got a double, a double is ever so slightly stronger than a shot in the U.S. Well, I had had just assumed that there were singles. And so throughout the night, I think my friends kept count. I had like six or seven and mine <laughs> I'm I I've, I've said it I'm not ashamed to admit I am a lightweight it doesn't take that much for me to get drunk and so there was a lot of karaoke I remember I met like I heard this guy talking and he sounded American I was like oh my god are you American and then his whole like his whole party there was all from Chicago like totally randomly and they were like all lived in Wrigley. And this one girl was like, Oh my God, we have to hang out when we get back. And like somewhere on my phone, I think I still have her number. Um, Cause drunk me was like, Oh my God, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> um, no. And then I had like, yeah, six or seven. 
and then they were not singles they were they were doubles um and then they like my friends got me out (laughs) um and then well we yes we had switched to pink gin i think that was a really bad part too and then we actually they ran out of pink gin from all of us drinking it and then we went back to regular gin um and then my friend got us home and at that point i don't i never throw up from drinking or from hangovers like ever so like if i were to it's a really bad sign um and they got me up to bed which in megan's old flat was like an attic i was staying in it was yeah you had to climb a ladder it was i don't know how they got me up that ladder but they did um and then we uh yeah, I got up the ladder, woke up the next morning, didn't feel terrible. I had like this whole plan. I was like going to go to my friend and I were going to go to museums that day. We we're going to go out and get breakfast. And then I like stood up and I was like, look, I got down the ladder and then I was just walking around like getting ready. And then I was like, oh God. And then I threw up for like six or seven hours. Like it was like yeah. the whole day. It was awful. And then I couldn't drink gin for like over a year after that. Yeah, that'll do it. No, pink, pink gin. I mean, I've never overdone it on pink gin. I don't really – I used to love it. I don't really like pink gin anymore, but I can see how if you overdo it on that, that would be disgusting. But, yeah, from, from my perspective, I got up to go to work at 5.30 in the morning. My apartment door was wide open. Luckily, at the time, I lived in, like, a tiny Victorian house, so it wasn't, like, a huge building where, you know, loads of people were coming in and out of. Um, and because I – went, I left my house at five o'clock in the morning. It was dark when I left and I didn't see that you had vomited all over the stairs until I got an email from the estate agent complaining about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that that's your worst hangover of all time. No, I, that, I like that to stay my worst. Um, how I went, I cleaned it up, did my duty. Um, but that was a rough day. And then I really thought I was going to need to go to a hospital because I... Yeah, you were messaging our parents being like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> no, but still, like, I never throw up. And so it was like the end of the world. I know, um, but I would have loved I would have loved to see you trying to go to an NHS hospital with a hangover. I don't even think they would have let you in the front door. Yeah, <laughs> well, then hours go by. I tried to eat things. I couldn't. I drank a ton of water and it was all just... Everything was not staying in my body um and then at that by that night I had felt a little bit better and then we uh went to see waitress yeah almost end yeah all right on that note we're gonna wrap it up random last question if you right now ignoring the fact that it's like before noon your time if you right now could have any drink that you've ever had in the past, what would it be? Um, I'm a big Disney Parks fan. Yes. Just in general. Um, I'm a big Drink Around the World and Epcot fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I, if I could just have any drink in the world right now, I would say probably... Ooh, I'm probably tied. There's a really good one in Japan. It's called a Tokyo Sunset. That's nothing special. It's like rum and pineapple juice. It's just a very basic, like tropical drink. It's just really yeah. good. 
Um, I don't think it's Japanese at all, but they just named it Tokyo Sunset. Um, <laughs> but probably actually a jalapeno margarita, like the ones that yeah, are actually those, yeah, those are amazing. The, the ones that are like actually spicy. I love spicy drinks. Yeah, so yeah I would I say like too. a jalapeno or a habanero margarita if I could have any right now because I just can't. I've never had one um, in any like <clears throat> place here. Except that they have good, they have good ones out near mom and dad at that. Um, that Mexican restaurant, but I, I tried, I tried making one last spring and it was pretty good. You just have to get jalapenos. Yeah. yeah I guess you have to, I, I already have to soak them overnight, but that's, if I could have anything right now, that's, that's what I would go for. Nice. All right, Katie. Well, is there anything that you would like to plug before we wrap it up? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> You know, now that I think about it, nothing. <laughs> don't look me up. Don't find me on any social media. Don't Google me. Um, don't find me. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. I hope everyone got that message. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>